Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. If I speak for your followers, and I speak for your ex-followers, and I speak for the curious outsiders looking in, and you remain silent in the shadows and don't let your balls drop enough to come out and say something, then I say who do you speak for, Mr. Miscavige? Anything on earth that says, don't listen to your mum and dad, don't talk to your mum and dad, that's bad, yep. wrong. I remember sitting there wishing I could just scream out loud and beg for help. But I knew if I did that, I would never see Mark again. This is the thing about real life. You can't experience the great things without the bad things. I felt like it would probably do better off if we didn't exist. And, um, you know, came up with a plan on, on how to end it. He talks about a seven-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Even, if, if, even if he's referring to actually an adult. So let's say we change that to an adult. You know, the woman shudders because the man keeps her even passionately. The fact is that he shudders. You do a big apology to me and give me my kids back. I'm still shocked by the evil. I, 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 yes, even to this day, when I see a video of a former friend or family member, I'm like, this is pure evil at work. All right, welcome to another Come Get Some Extra Scientology edition. Of course, this is part two with Marcus Sawyer. And before we get into that, uh, I want to go ahead and uh, say congratulations to Lori Hodgson for her book. Um, Mother's Heartbreak is now available via Kinda on Amazon. Uh, there's also a link. Look for it. I'll probably add it to the description here. A link uh, for the Aftermath Foundation, where you can go through Amazon, use that link. Part of the proceeds to go to the Aftermath Foundation. And already by buying Lori's book, a portion of those proceeds would go towards eradicating um, disconnection to Scientology, uh, various uh, things that Lori's going to be getting involved in. So definitely get a hold of this book. I've actually read it myself. It's an amazing story. Um, it is, as I found out with every book that's been coming out, not one book is exactly like the other. And you think it would be because it's essentially the same story, but everybody has their personal experience. You need to read this. Um, and then again, I'll be putting my review on Amazon later today on that as well. Uh, the fun thing about that is a couple key points that apparently Scientology doesn't want you to know from this book is John Ellender popped up in Lori's park a lot at work one time and creeped up on her and asked her if she enjoys beatings. Uh, he and the Squirrel Busters followed her to Marty Rathman's house in Texas, where it seemed like Marty was expecting them but wasn't admitting to that. It was kind of weird. And then uh, there's some kind of $3 million gag order on her son. And these are some that caused uh, Scientology to threaten some media. It's not to tell Lori's story and then interview her about her books. That's interesting. Uh, so I just made sure I said that there and then posting it every day on social media because they don't want me to. They don't want her to. But uh, there it is. Uh, also, 
back in uh, the beginning of this podcast, back when I first started doing it a few uh, interviews in, you might remember I interviewed uh, Aaron Smith-Levin. And there was a gentleman I had on the show about him and his wife uh, having some problems at her wise job because he didn't know they worked for a Scientology wise company. Um, and uh, they were having some litigation and they've settled, but they weren't able to outlast the lawyers. They had to settle the case and as part of the agreement. Uh, I've been asked, um, they've been asked to ask me and other media uh, people who they talked to to remove any mention of them and them mentioning the company in the in the CEO of that company. Uh, so I will go back and I will uh, just to help out this person, not for Scientology, not for uh, these people. I will remove that content. However, um, that settlement's with those people, not with me. So Judy Nagengas of Continental Design and Engineering Inc. should know that I really don't appreciate uh, being put in a position by her and Scientology and her lawyers to um, to remove my content. Again, they didn't ask me personally, but through this individual. Um, that's not cool, and uh, I don't enjoy it. It's work for me, and I know I don't have to do it, but I don't want to see someone else get penalized. So I'll, I'll Concede, but Judy Nagengas of the Scientology Wise Company, Continental Design and Engineering Inc., should know uh, that I don't appreciate it. Anyone listening should know that if you get an offer by Judy Nagengas of Continental Design and Engineering to work there or do business with them, in my personal opinion, it might be a bad idea. So that's enough about Judy Nagengas and Continental Design and Engineering Inc. Uh, right now, I'm going to go ahead and take it right into where we left off with Marcus Sawyer. You know, it, it really is real. It's visceral. Like, uh, whenever I tried to kill myself, the entire staff was, except for John Jones, John was, John made the decision to stay at a specific tone level until I routed off, which was 2.0, anger. Um because he's, he's the one that found me, and he just flowed that 2.0 anger at me for – I mean, he did for years after, too, um, I guess until he went clear. But uh, the uh, the rest of the staff, it was very visceral, real, and, and, and heartbreaking that I, that I almost did that, you know. But at the same time, it was a betrayal that I inflicted upon them because – God forbid if I had actually succeeded and hurt Scientology. And then there's another deeper sickness where I am not who they thought I was because I did that. I am a real problem and I am a really degraded being because, and, and now they have to look inside themselves to see why they didn't know sooner. You know, so it's just general misery and and sadness all around. Yeah, it's for everybody. Everybody, everybody gets pissed, pissy Cheerios. So, if I may ask, did did you come into Scientology with thoughts like that? With thoughts like what? Of of uh, of suicide. Oh yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was about to throw myself in front of an eighteen wheeler. Uh, a couple of uh, weeks before I went to the mission in Baton Rouge. Oh, wow. 
like I was standing at the side of a highway in Nashville, Tennessee on I-40, uh, going to just step over into the oncoming lane. And then I, I don't know what I did. I, I think I prayed or something, and I just walked back to the Chinese restaurant where I ate. But I had a plan. I was going to eat a nice Chinese meal and go jump in front of a Mack truck. <clears throat> wow. And, yeah, uh, the, and I and 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 to go back even further, I mean, like I was abused as a kid, so like I I, I tried to I tried to uh, hold my breath to kill myself when I was eight years old, but that's as far back as it goes. Wow, and Scientology didn't help with this in the least. It sounds like. No, you know what's funny, dude, is that Scientology actually, looking back on 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 all of it, is. Uh, uh, wasn't the most abusive times of my life. In fact, the the uh, people have been asking me to write a book for a long time, and, and it, it, I've tried. It's difficult, but I'm working on two books right now. One of them more than the other. The other one is just I already know what I'm going to do with that. But this one is about my time before Scientology. And, uh, and it really, I mean, the, it, the setup was perfect, you know, like, um, the reason I say people who have been abused prior to getting involved in a cult are more susceptible is because of that's what happened to me, you know? And, uh, and I have a lot of story and, you know, about how, uh, I learned to live with abuse, um, and, and how I accepted it as just, you know, that's the way that's the way it is that's who i am a constant sense of self doubt and uh you know self uh hatred really wow. self hatred and uh, you know treat treat my body horribly treat uh you know think horrible thoughts and uh but but at the same time i i, I, I my escape has always been music and that's what brings me joy and uh so i i was doing for a long time i was doing this grueling lifestyle where i was just like horribly abusing my body and my mind with drugs and alcohol and and, and being on the road but i was also getting a lot of joy out of playing music for for people you know so it was a, a very extreme yin and yang at a very fast rate for about seven years from when I, you know, left home at 16 to when I joined Scientology when I was 21 and, um, or 20. And, uh, so that, that experience will be documented, but, uh, the worst part, the point is, is that the worst part, uh, of my story isn't Scientology. It's not at all. And actually, uh, the, the story before Scientology is much more grimacing, you know, it's just, ugh. But, uh, oh, no, I mean, I, you know what? I couldn't be happier to be where I am. And I'm thankful every day that I'm alive. You know, that's one of the great things about uh, surviving, not just Scientology, but abuse before, you know. Um, it, it's like, hey, I could be anywhere and I'm, I'm okay, you know. I, I really, I, I really feel that way. And in the last month, I've been in quite a few places. I met you in Clearwater. Before that, I was in Jackson. Before that, and then after that, I was in New Orleans. And then I had back and forth from Lake Charles to New Orleans. 
and the subscribers have helped me a ton with the GoFundMe, which is crucial because I've been unemployed and still trying to get my medical release after the post-op uh, necrotic tissue cancer stuff removed uh, last year. Wow. And um, the recovery, you're, you're recovered, or? Uh, well, next month, uh, and this is again with the help of the, the people who subscribe to Log World. Uh, it made this possible because um, next month I've got an appointment in New Orleans at the University Medical Center. It's a very new learning medical hospital, which is great because they they're not. They're not scared to run every test that they need to run to give you a clean bill of health. I personally feel like I'm going to have a clean bill of health, but the only thing I that really need to worry about with the contraindications of the surgery that I had is that some kind of uh, the necrotic tissue turned cancerous and got into uh, the, the marrow or the bones. So as long as I don't have anything in my bones and everything else just checks out, it's in my private areas, so I'm not going to, uh, talk about those, but, um, it's, uh, it's looking okay. I'm feeling okay. I'm putting on some weight again. And, uh, and I'm not, uh, at this point, I think I'm going to be back in a stable, um, living situation. Cause I was living out of a car and sleeping on couches and, uh, oh, wow. stuff like that. So, um, and, 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 you know, the struggle is real, my friend, but what I'm saying is that there are some people I'm, I'm, I've, been, I've been amazed at the uh, the love that, I've, that that people are showing, you know? Yeah. I mean, one of the, the, Brenda Turing, who was there, you met her. She's a subscriber. She has been watching my videos since the first one. And uh, yeah, Brenda, yeah. she flew down from Alaska to bring me to to the event in Clearwater. Like that's cool. I mean, how cool is that? That was just such a wonderful thing to do. It was on a bucket list, you know, I mean, it, it uh, I, I always wanted to go to the Scientology Mecca, Right. but it was, it was in a different, definitely a different, uh, setting than it would have been. You know, I almost went to flag once, uh, they were trying to recover me and they wanted me to go do an auditing session over there. And I did, oh. I just like, I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. Did you feel uncomfortable being so close to it? A little bit, a little bit. Like I, I walked around a little bit, but I didn't want to like get caught in an alley with seven psychologists. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't think they would have done it, but it just would have been. No, and and you know what? I'm I'm pretty low profile, man. Like I'm just like you can watch my videos, and some of them like aren't even about science, or they don't seem like they're about Scientology. <laughs> I, I did a series uh, called "What If What If Scientologist," and uh, I played uh, the entire Mass Effect trilogy as a Scientologist would, and um, <laughs> so it's it's like. It was really odd because I never did it as a Scientologist. I mean, I was a Scientologist, but I, was, I wasn't I was playing it as a strict Scientologist because when you leave staff, you're like, fuck all that strict stuff. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I want to do. And uh, the, the outcome of the series was so dramatically different. And I've played that game all the way through at least, at least 10 times. Did you say that? So, uh, I mean, did you have you played the series? <laughs> I haven't played much of it. 
okay, well, it's more than the planet, you know? Right, the universe. And, you know, a lot of the subscribers were very surprised because the uh, there's a lot of terminology in the game. Sounds like Scientologists talking. Weird. Is that intentional, you think? I have no idea. Maybe the sci-fi speak. Yeah, yeah, you know, like the calm is down, or the calm, you know, like that's one of the things, calm, and then, uh, but there were others too, it was just strange, but yeah, I mean, it's not like, uh, I'm some prolific whatever, like, fuck them, uh, they can, uh, but you know what, I am, I am also, I got the, uh, the location in a, in a city nearby with, uh, uh, an office space type setup that I'm gonna shoot a series called The Mission, uh, it's going to be a, sort of an introspective psychological, uh, thriller, I guess, about, you know, being in a cult. And it's based on, on my experience. And, um, and I, the only thing I need to do is get a permit for, uh, shooting on the street. I've got an audio crew and, uh, it's called Octane Sound. And, uh, they're really good. They, I've worked with them in the past. And, uh, and I, and I really want to shoot this thing. I've been wanting to shoot it for about six months. And, um, I'm really interested in seeing how that turns out. Me too. Me too. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to act in a lot. Of, the thing is, most of the scenes are going to be me talking to me because every person on staff is going to be me because when you're on staff, like I was saying, I'm, I'm sort of representing the concept of unity in that every person who's on staff will only see them as themselves. Like every other person is them. They're just part of the group. Third dynamic mentality, pack mentality. Yeah. Um, and so all of those other mission staff are going to be me. And, uh, you know, I have some ideas of like, you know, if someone, you bring someone in and they come in, they do a course, whatever, they slowly turn into me because they're just another fucking Scientologist. That's, that's um, concept. Is that going to be playing on your YouTube channel? Yeah, I'm going to do it as a YouTube series. And I've got uh, a good friend of mine here who I think uh, uh, is, a, he's not an actor, which is perfect because what I need him to do, he won't have to act because he can do it like perfectly. Uh, executive director, kind of like asshole, like, uh, <laughs> like Tom Steiner. Like he really could not care less. He never talked about Scientology really. Um, he, when he did talk about it, it was so half hearted. It was like one of those, uh, older, uh, Ronco salesmen that, you know, worked for the company for 10 years and never got the, the, the trip to, to Maui or whatever, you know, he's just like disgruntled, you know, because I mean, Tom won an award, but he didn't, you know, he didn't win any after that. And, uh, he got liver transplants, you know, all that shit. So they probably think he's a degraded being or something, but, uh, you know, uh, those are the, those are the things that are coming in the pipeline, you know, they're going to have, they're going to happen one way or the other. And, um, uh, I'm going to enjoy doing it because that's what I'm doing now. I'm going to enjoy, uh, I try to enjoy every, every day of my life because, uh, every day, the more the, the it was really a religious experience going down to Clearwater, my friend, 
and, and being a part of that because uh, whereas my brother, when he paid off his freeloaders debt, he said he finally felt like he had ended cycle, which in Scientology means it's over, it's done. I've paid my debt. Well, going to Clearwater was my end cycle. Wow. And now it's like every day I'm so, it's like I'm thankful. I'm like, I can believe whatever I want. Right. I can believe in Jesus if I want. I can believe in Buddha. I can believe in in Taoism. You know, I can believe in all that stuff. It's valid. It's a hell of a lot more valid. You know what? I could be a crazy ass Catholic, like some of my family down here. They're the Irish Catholic, French people that are just super super Catholic, and and still feel okay about it because it's it's, it's so much better than Scientology. Absolutely. You know, they may they may be like, well, we really we're gonna pass the you know, in Catholic churches sometimes they'll pass the damn bucket around like five times instead of two, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just like, come on guys, really, and um, but that's still better than Scientology, you know, by a, by a million 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 light years. Absolutely, I mean, at the very least, if you're if you're gonna be down on organized religion, at the very least, organized religion <laughs> preaches community and family. And they actually have real programs. They preach it and some practice it. They preach it and some practice it. Actually, yes. Some Some of them practice it. Some of them do. Um, This has been great talking to you, man. This is awesome. I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me on. I'm glad glad you came on, man. It's cool. Um, When you talked about leaving and getting actual real therapy uh was that a, that blow your mind what actual real therapy was capable of doing it really did man uh i was very skeptical at first because you're taught to be that way as a scientologist i mean i was a scientologist and i studied the material for about 11 years and um so i was very very scared that they were going to want to prescribe me something and i was very skeptical and quiet with the therapist you know uh but one you know by the time i by the time i went to uh uh his name is don short and he was in he was a mennonite so he was kind of in a cult too and he specializes in ptsd which as i said earlier the worst part of my the worst abuses i experienced were not in scientology they were before and and so a lot of the therapy was actually for that and that is where I opened up. I didn't open up as much at first in the Scientology department. I opened up more, which is kind of odd because that's really what I was going to Scientology for to begin with. I really wanted help with all that. But the the guy was uh, was was very uh, experienced. He ran a he ran Gulf Coast or Gulf State Gulf Coast Family Services for 30 years. Um, He's a clinical psychologist named Don Short, and he lives in Lafayette, Louisiana. He's fantastic. If there's anybody who listens who listens to this who's in Louisiana, no, I'm seriously going to plug him because he helped me. I was an ex-cult member, and uh, and he is amazing. Um, so, anyways, yeah, he helped me a lot, and 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 but it, it ended. It started with the uh, stuff prior to Scientology. And then, and then I, I started to talk about Scientology, but then I had to start coming back to Lake Charles for therapy. 
because uh, Don is not super cheap, but boy, is he good. Um, and I did the rest of my therapy here. And uh, amazingly, after about two years of therapy, uh, I'm, I'm sitting in therapy and, I'm, you know, dude's like, hey, you know, you seem all right, man. I mean, your coping skills are like on point, like the shit that you've been through for you to not have killed yourself. Like you've tried like multiple times and it sounds like you've come pretty close and you've also almost been killed. So like, you're pretty, uh, you're pretty lucky. And, uh, and also you're able to cope with all of the emotional stresses that went along with all that trauma. So, um, honor those feelings and, and just honor yourself and know that, uh, only you know what you've been through and don't worry about what other people think you know because that's a big problem for people who get into abusive situations is that they don't trust their own but they don't trust what they own what they see with their own eyes you know they see abuse and they're like is it abuse is it really did i deserve it no nobody deserves abuse period so um you're in a different place your head's a different place now right i hope Oh, big time, man. I mean, I feel like it. I feel like that's where it's going. I feel like uh, my DNA literally changed when I when I went to Clearwater. It's crazy. Yeah, it was a good event. Do, 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 you, do you worry? Do you get a little weary? There might be some people who are, uh, are just uh, fanstruck or they're just, they have a more of a morbid curiosity than an interest in helping. Is that something? That oh, I don't about? care either way. What I- I, one one thing did happen in Clearwater though that was that 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 was I, I kind of got on my soapbox a little bit because there were two women who were talking to a girl who uh, whose boyfriend was a public Scientologist and 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 then the apparently they had seen some of my videos so they were like well talk to him he knows he was a Scientologist and uh, I kind of felt like shoehorned into this conversation where. They wanted me to, like, basically tell this girl to break up with her boyfriend. Um, you felt like you were putting so I, huh? You were putting on the spot a little bit. Yeah, kind of put me on the spot, but that, that that doesn't ever bother me. I can handle the hot seat. So what I ended up doing, you know, there are things. I hate to say it, man, but I mean, I was a good communicator before Scientology. Like I said, I have a voice for radio. I could talk like this all night. Okay. All right. What's uh, come get some extra podcast Welcome to the show, guys? Welcome to the show. Um, no, the, uh, the the when people start to say things like Tom Cruise should burn in hell, or Christie Alley should die, um, I get I don't get offended. I'm not offended by that, but it does concern me because if if someone is supporting me and and you know what I mean like they're in support of me and others who have been a, a victim of Scientology um had I been a Scientologist they would feel that way about me exactly like right. burn in hell Burning hell? No, they don't because I did something. But guess what? It took me a long time to do something, and some, and it took Mike a long time to do something. And guess what? It may take Tom Cruise a lifetime to do something, and he may never do it. And John Travolta may never do it. And Christie Alley may never 
do it. But never give up hope. Never. Ever. Yeah, I, I'm actually, if, if I'm thinking uh, constructively about it, you know, if, if I'm actually tearing it down uh, piece by piece and you're looking at it, I feel like it's okay to be upset with them because they should know. Like, Tom Cruise seems well, pretty sure. explicit. However, sure, he, he knows. Yeah, that's the Oregon slave. Ignorance to pretending you understand where their head's at. Yeah, and there's no way to know where their head's at because their their whole world they live in they live in Candyland, Disneyland. Okay, they Tom knows he's got slaves, but he lives in Candyland, Disneyland. He knows. And so, yes, that does make him culpable and, 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 and wrong for allowing it to continue. But for do not condemn, really do not condemn drastic. someone and judge someone. And, 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 and God forgive me for saying this, but the, the Christians that support the supporters of Leah Remini uh, group, uh, should consider that, you know, consider your own scripture, judge not lest ye be judged. The kingdom of heaven lies within. That means that it is within anyone's power to break that spell, if you want to call it that, of Scientology and, and live right. Or if you're a Buddhist, right action, right intention, right motivation, you know, like it, it is, Universal among all religions, there is only one true God, right? Right. That's that's the thing, one true God. So I just, whenever people say things like that about some of the biggest celebrities, here's the way I think about it, and here's the way I would encourage other people to consider it. Because if you're, a, imagine you're Tom Cruise, and imagine that's what you're hearing. Tom is a fucking piece of shit and he wants, he's got slaves and the burning hell, but you've also got David Miscavige and you're saying, don't listen to those SPs, man. They're SPs. Don't let them get in your head. Don't let them get in your head. You're doing what you're supposed to do for the planet. You know, you're, you're going, you're going to target too. And as crazy as that sounds, you're going to heaven. All right. So who are we to judge what heaven is and all this other stuff? That's my point of view. I have a unique point of view on all that. I, I don't feel, which is liberating at this point, because I actually, the the worst thing Scientology can do to you, and I think I could win back anybody who's listening who's a, a Christian that might I might have just offended with this statement, is that it does not matter uh, what state you're in, you can always uh, find uh, that that God is seeking you. If you, you know, however you want to say that, there is always a uh, internal. That's why you, that's why we had cognitive dissonance. We know it's wrong when we do something like have someone mortgage their house and they have three kids and now they're moving into a house with one bedroom. Like we know that's wrong, even though we're pre-programmed with our religious belief to think that and to justify it. And Scientology ain't the only kind of cult that does that. Pentecostals do this stuff too. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses do it. Um, the hippie hippie communes do it. And but there is cognitive dissonance. 
So, you know, if anything, I was never, I was never intimidated by going there. In fact, when I first got there, <laughs> I walked up to Mike and gave him a hug and I, I, I kind of feel bad cause I didn't explain right away. Uh, I, I gave him my phone. I was like, can you call my brother and tell him you want a happy meal? And, uh, <laughs> and then I, and then I caught myself. I was like, Oh, I'm the Melrose guy. We talked in 2015 before I did my video. And he's like, okay, I know who you are now. So he called my brother and then said all that. And that was a treat because my brother didn't get to go, but I wasn't intimidated by anybody. Everyone was very cool. I did have one girl like starstruck and run up and hug me and I didn't know who she was, but, uh, we kind of blended for the most part and talked to a lot of the locals. And, And that was really interesting because there's not a lot going on down there. It's what they say. So, um that night there was the uh that night there was yeah so it was a beautiful wonderful night and i enjoyed it very much and i hope there's more in the future i'd love to do it again there will be i will say that um you know you talk about how there's some negativity sometimes in the forums and stuff and, and in some of the communities like there was no that i could see there was no negativity on cleveland street that night amongst those people it was just from top to bottom just uh a class, a class act there. It was really good. Well, it was also roped off tighter than uh, I'm not going to say. Uh, I mean, you know. There was something else was going on that night. I know. Well, I'm believe really me, I know. I used to put the damn events on in, 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 in Hollywood, man. I used to have to go get the permits. Right. By the way, if you want to do a gay Nazi sex parade... <laughs> In uh, West Hollywood, it's only $300 permit. <laughs> I guess you're trying to make a point. <laughs> I get your point. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. Uh, so um, there's a couple more things I want to talk about, but we're really running low on time. Sure. Um, I know a lot of people don't talk about the arc, and you and I had a personal conversation about it that helped me understand it a lot better. Well, first of all, it's ARC. Right. Is it never pronounced ARC? Never. Oh, so uh, that's me doing the uh, the not knowing thing. <laughs> A-R-C. Well, you know, that's a word in Scientology, too, not know. There's no and not know. And then there's is and not is. Knowing and then there's as is. There's as is, is, isness, not isness, havingness, beingness. Yeah, there's all kinds of isnesses. Is, can I just tell you how silly it looks to regular people when celebrities go on TV speaking about Scientology and they put Nestle? Oh, I thought you were just going to stop right there because I, I agree with you up until the part with the Scientologists. But yeah, you're, you're you're even more correct there. <laughs> I was watching. I was like, really? Is that how they talk? And it's it's not even just how you talk. It's it's, it's the words Hubbard gave you, and um. And I, want, I just want to say that. Oh yeah. Wait, and we'll get into ARC another time. We'll do another one if you want to. Um, sure, we can do ARC and the overt act motivator sequence. That's what we were talking about uh, the other night, and those two would be enough to to so definitely uh, warp some minds for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Um, what I want to talk about is because you know, we talked briefly about how there's Scientology TV now, and um, yeah, have you watched any of that? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, my brother and I, uh, I, I mentioned it briefly, but the, uh, 
we watched it the night it came out. I was in New Orleans, and he texted me. Is like, he was like, I forget what he said. He was like, uh, something like uh, the, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and uh, and I was like, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. And I and I got back home from the store, and I turned it. I turned it on my phone. I downloaded the app, and uh, started watching the, the damn. You know, meet meet a Scientologist and the banjos and all this shit, and uh, the banjo shit. The banjo shit's actually pretty entertaining because they look like normal people, you know. But they're Scientologists, and every one of their workers hates their fucking life <laughs> because they get paid shit and they get paid on performance. Like every like they mean? they apply they apply wise conditions like the. Uh, the wise business resource. So like every, that's the, this is the thing in Scientology that will ruin you as a staff member is every week you have to have higher stats. And, and, and if you don't, then you get a cut and pay. If you, I mean, I mean, yeah, but the thing is, so if you're making banjos and you make five banjos, one, like you get your paycheck for the week, but the next day you make four, then they're going to cut 50 to whatever, how many dollars off of your paycheck. So you don't get an hourly. How they spun that, how they're just really just such great people that they're willing to make those sacrifices in their lives to, to make the world a better place. And to make the, to make the banjos. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't you just know that these banjos, this is the oldest company. We're the first ones to, you know, and you know what? There is some uh, some some legitimacy to that in the, in the way that some young luthier may want to have that on his resume uh, 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 a deering uh, a job at deering banjos because they were the first ones to make the six string banjo. Um, but fascinating uh, a little bit that part. Well, what we what, that, to answer your question, Travis and I both agreed that they will get some people off of it. You know, there's some low-income areas that have DirecTV in Hollywood. A lot of the Hispanic communities, you know, they'll have it in Spanish. And uh, and believe it or not, there are a lot of uh, uh, Catholic Scientologists, uh, Hispanic Catholic Scientologists at PacBase. At least there was whenever I was there. They, they, there was a rotating door because the, because most of those Hispanic Catholics, like they don't, you know, once you, once you cross that line with them, like with the aliens and stuff, they'll just walk, you know, they're like, oh no, Jesus, it's Jesus, it's not aliens, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's good. But they do, uh, because of the low end, because of the lab, you know, low cost of labor, they'll work for cheap. You know, they'll go and join staff and clean and stuff like that. And then the staff will try and get them to basically give up their wages for services and, and get them brainwashed real good. Yeah, I, I want to say real quick, uh, one thing I saw in there that it just is so funny. Like, this doesn't have anything to do with your interview with Aaron, but I saw it mentioned in your interview with Aaron, and it made me think about it. Um, there was one of those ads for Scholastic, uh, Applied Scholastics, I think it's called. Yeah. And uh, the commercial for it was, you know, we care about your education and making you a better studier. And and I all I could think was what bullshit. Education is not important at all. It's education about Hubbard. And sure enough, they let me off the hook and helped me understand that I was on the right track thinking when they said, 
we believe it's just because it's an under misunderstood word. And I'm thinking, wow, anyone who isn't in the know about this or watching this is going to think, oh, okay, so that algebraic equation I was having trouble with, there's a word in that word problem I'm not getting. And they're going to help me understand that, and that's not what that is at all. Right, but there may be someone watching who is not as literate as they'd like to be and uh, be like, you know what, I may start looking up more words, and then they may have an improvement in their life because their vocabulary improved, and now they can attract a more, uh, I don't know, intelligent mate, like a female that is an intelligent female that maybe they that won't, like, throw bricks at their head, you know? Um, like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it might improve their life a little bit. Like, that's what Scientology says it will do. So even if it does it through a commercial in a small way, that generates leads. It's the law of averages. Someone will go in and be like, you know what? I did the word thing, the misunderstood word thing, and I was just wondering what else you got. Well, step right up. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. man, I really appreciate you doing this and coming on here. Hopefully, uh, as predicted, this will be the clearest audio I've ever had on this podcast. And could be yeah, I hope so. Um, I'm going to link your your YouTube channel. I'm going to link your website. Uh, onto the description. Perfect. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll uh, give you a, a thing on my blog too, man. We'll uh, we'll hook it up. We'll do that. <laughs> cross brand and cross pollinate, all that good stuff. Absolutely. And uh, what I do at the end of every interview with every guest, even though uh, we had a little fun, but usually you know there's so much down. Uh, I had fun. fun. I had I had more than a little fun. <laughs> more than a little a little fun. Come on, man. Yeah, I do. Okay. Cool. Cool. Very good. Yeah. You got some. You had some good. Some good laughs. You had some good laughs. With some good laughs. Got some information out there. You know. Absolutely. Here on, come get some extra. Come get some extra. Uh, so, so what's uh, the thing you do? Ten questions. So it's just really silly questions. Some might be thought provoking, and you just answer the first thing comes to mind. Um, and if you it don't like fun. the question, you can skip it. Okay. Well, oh, cool. That's cool. Skipped, I think, ever. All right, so here we go. Ten questions with Marcus Sawyer. Ten questions. Ten questions. Number one, horror, comedy, or action? Uh, comedy. Comedy. Comedy is good. Always good to laugh. Number two, true or false? No, I'm not talking about laughing. I'm talking about the Divine Comedy by Dante, where it's incredibly depressing. Jesus Christ! Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Question number nine. Yeah, let's get this over with. No. Uh, number two, true or false? <laughs> if you've done any research on this, I and mean, we you know how they did it with Scientology, uh, true or false? It's way too easy to create a religion from thin air. From thin air? Yeah, you can create it. You know, you can create your own religion, right? Yeah, actually, I'm working on that with a friend. Uh, the first church of good gaming. Yeah, it's a gaming church. Uh, true. Yeah. Way too easy. True. Thing. Question you, number eight. Yeah, I normally move <laughs> to three, but I got to ask you a follow up on this one. So, so you've done okay. research on what it takes to start a religion, right? I know what it takes. You've done the research on well, what the, what's required? Well, I was a Scientologist, so, I mean, I can pretty much uh, just, like, wing it. 
you know, read read the documentation that the government puts. It's like they tell you you have to make up a story, basically. Basically. Anyway, that's why it's too easy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Okay. Well, you had a follow up. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna punctuate it with this. I have been an avid online gamer for at least eight years, uh, uh, and I was a guild leader for four years, and my favorite genre is post-apocalyptic, and uh, if I had to start my own religion, uh, like a gaming religion, the story, if the government wants a damn story, it's going to be about uh, the whole world getting nuked and a savior coming out of the... And it's going to be the lone wanderer from Fallout 4 that Bethesda <laughs> makes, and that's going to be the damn hero. And and the, and our and our and our uh, our placards are going to say there is no emperor in the wasteland. Now, obviously, okay. uh, obviously, you mentioned that because there is a connection we talked about recently between Scientology and Fallout. For the follow-up one. Oh, there uh, is. Yeah, yeah, there totally is. Yeah, maybe we could. Maybe maybe if we do the ARC and the uh, overt act motivator sequence, we could yeah, slip we that in too. A little bit, sure, sure. Number three. <laughs> All right. Number so, three. Okay. Eight or three. Three. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 picking up what you're throwing down. I got you. Um. Finish this sentence. Now you kind of covered this a little bit already, but uh, it's what I have. So number three. Attending the Clearwater event. Yes. Finish the sentence. That I did, yes. Comma, <laughs> yes. Attending the Clearwater event, yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, is that a yes, I am, and I did, and I will. Like, if I can go again, I totally will, man. Works it's awesome. for me. Works for me. Number four. Um... Oh, this is really kind of deep or not. Number four, the most important thing. What is the most important thing? You know, somebody told me this one time and I forgot. Um, the most important thing in life? Well, this is a question for you, man. Whatever you feel is the most important thing. My children. I don't know that there's a better answer than that. Number five. There's not. Number five. It's a great answer. Number five. Egg roll. California roll or dinner roll? Mm, California roll. All right. These, these might take a little longer to answer than normally these questions. Number six. Worst thing you have ever witnessed in Scientology? What was the what? Worst thing you ever witnessed in Scientology. Uh, Jesus Christ. That's the deep question. <laughs> um, I assume you witnessed some pretty bad things. Well, it, it depends on what you call witness, but I'm going to say I'm going to say this is witnessing it because it was uh, my friend Dominic, who's still in uh, his wife, who they had a prearranged marriage, like she was 16, and they basically said, "Yeah, you can marry her." Uh, but they did love each other. Uh, they've had, that I know of, three abortions. God. This is and, a, this uh, a thing? No, this is a Steiner mission thing. Oh, okay. Which they run it like the senior Jordan. 
I mean, you know, I, I don't feel like uh, the um, – well, I could tell you this. There was a definite comp- competitive-type vibe between Sea Org and regular mem- uh, mission staff, and there's definitely a competitive vibe from mission staff to public because public just get to receive services. Staff have to administer, recruit, and maybe receive services. And the Sea Org doesn't get any services and has to do nothing but serve. Hmm. So there's a jealous competitive vibe that is there. And, uh, so there's so there's a lot of things that you see that are uh, that that are that are really messed up. But for me personally, in a manner in a manner of closeness, like because I was very close to Dominic and Eve, I started uh, we both started in Scientology at about the same time. So Dominic started a year before me, but he got very quickly up in the management, and uh, so so him. him trying to explain to me that they lost the baby like and 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 him not being able to say it was one of the hardest things for me to listen to you know it was very heartbreaking because here's a person who's lost more than one child and he's being, I don't know if he's being told that it was a miscarriage or if he know, actually really knows. I really don't know if he knows that they do forced abortions. Wow. Like he's, he really doesn't, he, he, he doesn't believe anything about it that's negative, you know. I'm sorry about that. So, no, 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 that's a good one. That's, dude, that's, that's doing your job. Yeah, I used to produce radio. I used to produce. No, this is this is that was compelling. That was compelling. And it's it is it's good for people to know that this happens because I I don't think people think we don't really talk a lot about the missions, and I think there needs to be a little bit more on missions. I have a lot of well. Let me put it to you that way. You you're you are you are you are hitting the nail on the head, my friend. Because if you get into the mission networks and talk to them. That is where the source of blood comes. That's that's the Mississippi River to Clearwater. All the missions in the world, they get the creme de la creme. They train them up. They send them to flag. They they get them into reg classes, and they do training, 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 training. And they fleece everybody. So, yeah, no, missions are the lifeblood of the Sea Org. That's where they get their Sea Org members. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna come back to that in, in a future conversation, I think. Okay. Cool. All right. So, question number what is it? Two. Number Three? seven. Seven. What's the best thing you ever witnessed in Scientology? What's the best thing you ever witnessed? Anything? Anything positive? Yeah, there was one really awesome thing, or two actually. Uh, but uh, let's see. Do I choose? Uh, I can do it quickly. So, this guy named Jason. I'll just call him Jason. Um, when he arrived at the mission, he was a total asshole. Like, like the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Alec Baldwin character asshole. Uh, and within three months, 
after doing some auditing, he was not an asshole anymore. He was a really nice guy, and he should have left Scientology right then and there, but he didn't. (laughs) He's like, well... If if uh, uh, if if, if uh, a penny does that, then a pound will do this, you know. So he doubled down and 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 went crazy probably later. Um, and then the other moment was when my brother went into a session because he got he, he was getting sick, and I mean he was congested and I mean he looked bad, sounded bad, and it was like early in the morning. It was he wanted the day off, you know. It was like sick. And they're like, no, you're going in session with Wayne. And uh, Wayne was like the top star auditor at uh, Ventura. He's also won several awards at uh, Flag. And uh, and so he went in session. And when he came out, he was like, he he was breathe. He could breathe. His face wasn't all swollen. Like I mean, he just like I feel fine. It was like something just went bloop, and he wasn't sick anymore. It was the weirdest thing. Hmm. Okay. Very, very strange. I got to lean coincidence on that one, man. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I'm just uh, saying that at that time, you see, you're asking me. Right. It's a little, it's a little deceptive because, like, at that time, that was an amazing thing to me. Right. No, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Know. That's cool. A uh, number. I said in Scientology, so that is valid. You did. You said in Scientology. I, I'm I'm not really a grammar Nazi, but I uh, I do like diction. All right. Uh, number eight. True or false? Social media is overrated. Hell yes, it is. I, I agree. I but it's it also not. I mean, it is and it's not. I mean, I, I whatever. I, I miss going. I miss meeting people because it feels yeah. like I'm. It feels like I'm increasingly, and we all are increasingly living in our own private prisons and just interacting with each other through screens. Find yourself texting someone in the same house. Uh. <laughs> exactly. It's like that's you're in a cell, and then the other person's in the other cell, and the, but it's a, it's you're a prison cell. It's your body. Right. You're like, and your body is sucked into this device. You know, I'm not sure if it ain't aliens. You know, it may not be Xenu, but it could be. Uh, I don't know, scorpions or something. <laughs> I just made that word up. Yeah. Sounds like something LRH would say. The scorpions. Uh, number nine, plaid or stripes? What? Plaid or stripes? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, stripes. I can't do plaid. <laughs> and number ten, I usually leave it open. Is there anything that maybe we didn't talk about, or anything you want to say that's important to you to have out there that you want to put? Uh, well, um, I wanted to quote, I've been drinking again. No, um, the, uh, (laughs) that's just something that we say at band practice. Yep. Been drinking again. Got a new song. On the next Um, one, some extra intervention. Okay. (laughs) No, if I had, if I had something that I would want to put out there, it's, uh, to check out the Aftermath Foundation, and now there is a way to uh, directly help uh, people who've been affected by Scientology. I, uh, I I kind of I kind of wish that I would have waited to come uh, to come out of the closet, so to speak, <laughs> because like you know uh, 
I, I've got a GoFundMe uh, set up right now, and it's uh, it is kind of crucial to keeping me in a position where I'm able to uh, stay close to my kids and 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 find work uh, while I get the final medical clearance that I've been waiting for for the last 15 months. So. Within the next three months, I should have an all clear on everything, and uh, the GoFundMe has been helping a lot. But I know that the Aftermath Foundation has already helped uh, at least – I can only say what I know, uh, that they've helped one person incredibly efficiently. Good. Like – like, like when you when we're talking about getting somebody out who's like currently in like an intervention type situation that's very volatile and very, very emotionally violent, like really over the top, um, they can they just did it. They just successfully did it, and 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 so it's worth supporting. You know. Yeah, well, that decision could come down to that very process of. I have nowhere to turn, so I'm just going to stay when now there's somewhere to turn. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, it, it really makes me think, it makes me thankful that, you know, I have, uh, luckily in my travels, I've been to all the lower 48, uh, most of the time asleep in a tour bus, but um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the everywhere I go, everywhere I go, I, I, there's people I know. So no matter what happens, I mean, right now I'm living close to my kids in a guest house, which is wonderful. It's where I grew up. Uh, and the donations are helping me, you know, uh, stay here so that I can find a job here. But, uh, you know, the Aftermath Foundation is the future of that. And I think it's better that they, that it that goes that way because the people who are on the um, uh, the executive board – are ex-Scientologists and, and the only attorney that ever uh, won a claim against a Scientologist. So go. very good, very qualified, very experienced in understanding and know what an, uh, an ex-cult member, especially out of Scientology, will need if they're at any point. Because at this point, there have been people who have left and have been out for years. So there's, a, there's almost – you've heard of the, like – peeling the layers of the onion, mm-hmm. so to speak. Well, that does happen. And so no matter what stage of the process you're in, I think that, that, that it's the Aftermath Foundation will be able to help uh, every person uh, and do it in a way that's uh, uh, a lot less humiliating. Because let me tell you, it's it was humiliating for me to post a GoFundMe account. You know, like uh, I, I've never... I've never had to do anything that I felt so ashamed of, you know? So I had to swallow the pride and just, you know, ask for help. And and thankfully people have been helping. And, and I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that extended to the aftermath foundation as well. Like, cause now there is a singular place where you can help. There's a lot of people always asking, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? And really, if you go to the website, I think it's aftermathfoundation.org. Or is it yeah. Time? I think it's .org. And there's a link for donate, and there's a link for volunteer. 
And yeah, I've already volunteered uh, for web development and content creation and whatever whatever they need because awesome. you know I'll support it. I mean I I, I don't even I'm not I don't want to get paid. You know it's uh, it's that that's a, that's an organization that I would volunteer for. Um, you're on the fence and you're trying to decide. There's a button for need help. Well, yeah, and, but but at the same time, yeah, exactly. At the same time, I am an ex-Scientologist, and there's other things. Good God. Like, dive bomb. Let me just say this. If you think about Scientology, this is a good way to end it, all right? Okay. Scientology, don't. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Just don't. Just go, like, think of it as, like, if you, if you have a... Uh, like a like a proclivity or a, uh, no, that's not the right word. If you have an aversion to uh, the tambourine guys at the LAX airport, that's the same thing Scientology is. So Scientology, do not. Yeah, the Hare Krishnas, and you know I got nothing against the Hare Krishnas, but you know it's a it's a it's a, it's a cult. You know it's right. <laughs> it's, cult, it's, cult. it's a cult. All right, Marcus. Well, thank you so much for doing this, man. Appreciate it, and I can't no problem. Thank you, man. Awesome, Chris. All right. Well, do you have an outro? Sure. Here it is. Uh, next week, uh, I'll be back on Friday around 12 and 30 again p.m. Eastern time with a very special guest. We'll just say it's a guest that Scientology probably doesn't want me to talk to. So look forward to that. Until then, stay connected. Mad about sums it up. If I speak for your followers, and I speak for your ex-followers, and I speak for the curious outsiders looking in, and you remain silent in the shadows and don't let your balls drop enough to come out and say something, then I say, who do you speak for, Mr. Miscavige? Anything on earth that says, don't listen to your mom and dad, don't talk to your mom and dad, that bad, yep. wrong. I remember sitting there wishing I could just scream out loud and beg for help. But I knew if I did that, I would never see Mark again. This is the thing about real life. You can't experience the great things without the bad things. I felt like it would probably do better off if we didn't exist. And, um, you know, Pat came up with a plan on, on how to end it. He talks about a seven-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Even, if, if, even if he's referring to actually an adult. So let's say we change that to an adult. There's a woman because the man kids her, kids her even passionately. The fact is that she shudders. You do a big apology to me and give me my kids back. I'm still shocked by the evil. I, 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 yes, even to this day. When I see a video of a former friend or family member, I'm like, this is pure evil at work. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.